Own Your Creativity, Episode 81. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Own Your Creativity podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Johnston, author, professor of skills for success, and certified writing instructor. How did you spend your summer? Was it relaxing? Did you get to do those projects you've been meaning to? Have you started your book yet? I'd love to hear from you what you got up to this summer. Feel free to send me an email to info at ownyourcreativity.com if you're so inclined. How many of you find it hard to share your accomplishments with others? How many of you grew up being told not to talk about yourself because that was bragging? Ever heard the phrase, don't hide your light under a bushel? It's interesting that we grow up with both these admonishments, don't brag and don't hide. So what do we do? Probably nothing. We do and say nothing for fear of seeming full of ourselves, right? That's wrong. We need to share our accomplishments because that's healthy and it makes us grow, but also particularly when our accomplishments could inspire or benefit others. Of course, we all know of those people who are always thinking and talking about themselves and never shut up about all the things they've done or are doing or plan to do. That's not the kind of sharing I'm talking about. What I'm saying is that when you achieve something of merit, don't be shy to pop it into the conversation where appropriate. And when you have done something that will benefit others, look for opportunities to share. It will make you feel good, and it just might make someone else's day. Which leads me to the subject of today's episode. Today I'm very excited to introduce the upcoming No Small Potatoes Day on October 1st. This will be an annual event, and it's going to celebrate the publication of my book, part memoir, part expose about GMOs, and why they are bad for us. So why the celebration of No Small Potatoes, you ask? There are three main reasons. One, the book was a personal accomplishment. And two, books like these can make a difference. And three, there are all sorts of fun ways for you to participate in the celebrations that I am organizing over the next three weeks. So it's not just about me, it's also about you and the fun that can be had. On the podcast today, I'm going to talk a little bit about the content of my book, but mostly I want to focus on the benefits of having written the book, both personally and professionally. I'm also going to talk about why it's important for others to write their own stories. This book is an expression of my creativity and passion. As I wrote it, I grew as a result of the project, and it gave me the confidence to do more creative projects, such as my video keepsake, organizing a week-long music festival of traditional Irish music, and putting together the Memoir Summit, where I interviewed 18 authors and industry experts. Writing that book, No Small Potatoes, also opened doors for me that may otherwise never have appeared on the horizon. I became a speaker and traveled to many festivals, events, and conferences. So as you can see, creativity begets creativity. Creativity can also change your mindset about yourself, others, and the world. And writing No Small Potatoes definitely changed my perspective on food forever. 
So what is the book actually about? Well, it's my journey to understand how GMOs got into our food system, why, and what people are doing about it. The book is dedicated to my grandparents who grew much of their own food. I can still remember picking cucumbers fresh from the garden. They prickled in my hands. And when my grandfather sliced into them with his penknife to give me a piece, little beads of moisture welled up instantly. So the book starts with my memories of food and family. Then I explore how we went from that idyllic scene to today's factory farms. Next, I talk about biodiversity and variety in nature. One of the people I talked to was Raymond Liu, an organic PEI potato farmer whose family created the first blight-resistant potato. And that's really important, and I go into that in, in the book. His father sadly developed cancer that is believed to have stemmed from the use of pesticides uh, in their farming practice. And that illness was the catalyst for the family to switch from conventional to organic farming. Next, I travel to Hungary to talk to Dr. Arpad Pushtai, the scientist who broke the story wide open about the dangers of GMOs on our gut. He was in the documentary, The World According to Monsanto, and he was the one who pointed me in the direction of Jeffrey Smith, who wrote Genetic Roulette, amongst others, and has been a tireless advocate for organics. I also had a researcher in Ireland who talked to a variety of people about organics there. I also traveled to Peru where I talked with the Quechua, the natives who are sort of the keepers of the potatoes there. They have a potato tourist park where you can go to learn about the hundreds and hundreds of different varieties of organic potatoes. Interestingly, when I first started the research for my book, I thought potatoes came from Ireland. I soon found out that the only place they are indigenous to is Peru, and it's from there that they spread around the world. So the book has history, memoir, lots of research and interviews, and reflects the journey of discovery that I went on. As I said earlier, it radically changed my viewpoint where once I didn't really think about my food and where it came from and why it was important to be aware of that, I realize that the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. We need to know what we put into our mouths. It's our body. We have only one, and only we can take care of it. Despite that change, though, in my point of view about food, I did not adhere to a strictly organic diet. Even me, who had written the book on the topic, was a bit laissez-faire when it came to adhering to a strictly organic diet. For lots of reasons, including it's too expensive and it's too hard to find organic restaurants. Then two years ago, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. A year later, I was diagnosed with lichen sclerosis, both chronic debilitating diseases that never end well. I was reeling from these twin devils. My life was upside down. I felt as though I was living in the worst horror film ever brought to the big screen. I will skip all the angst and terror I went through and get to the part that's relevant to today's show, which is about an upcoming celebration. And that is after I picked myself up off the floor, I started researching. There had to be an answer out there somewhere that didn't involve the horrible sentence that the allopathic medical community seemed to say was inevitable. 
My search involved Googling, and through that I found several books written by people who had healed themselves from lichen sclerosis, or LS as it's known, and also reversed their diabetes. I read the ones that were credible, the ones backed by science and case studies and had forewords sometimes written by medical doctors attesting to the incredible, tangible results these courageous women achieved. One of those authors was a homeopath and I got in touch with her to see if she could uh, take me on as a client over Skype. And within six weeks of working with her, my LS symptoms disappeared completely. And another six or so weeks after that, my blood sugar had stabilized and I came off the medication. It's been more than a year since and still my numbers are great and I'm still free of any signs of LS. As you probably can guess, this was a long journey, but I'll cut to the chase for today's show and it's this. The first step in my healing journey was to embrace an all-organic food diet. How ironic is that? Complementary to that was to remove all chemicals and toxins from my diet and environment. It was amazing how quickly my body healed when I was feeding it the fuel it had been craving for all these years while also keeping it free from toxins and chemicals. If only I had practiced what I had preached in my book that came out 10 years ago. But I'm not one to dwell too much on past mistakes, but rather I'm all about wanting to learn from them. And that is part of the reason I've started the No Small Potatoes Day. So while No Small Potatoes was initially just a creative expression of my curiosity and then of my innate sense of social justice, it eventually became much more than that. It became my foundation for health, well-being, my pedagogical approach, and my business, Own Your Creativity. What I've come to realize over the years, and especially in the last two years, is that saying, without your health, you have nothing, is so true. The effects of GMOs on our bodies is devastating. Just ask the school gardener who just won his cancer case against Monsanto. If you're battling with any kind of disease or malaise, you can't be creative. That's why guarding our health and educating ourselves about it is crucial in reaching our potential. And kudos goes out to all of us everyday people who spend the time to write their books and put them out there for the benefit of everyone else. Without everyday people like you and me taking the time to share our wisdom and experience in the form of a book, we deny someone, some strange person out there we've never met, someone out there, a solution that they really need. If I hadn't come across those books about reversing diabetes and then healing lichen sclerosis naturally, this would definitely be a very different podcast. Because of those authors, I found the hope and help I needed to improve my health and continue the creative journey I and all of us have been put on earth for. So to keep being part of the solution and to keep celebrating the fruits of our creativity, I've created No Small Potatoes Day. And here is the schedule of events. Now this week, September 17 to 23, there will be two events. One spread the word contest on Twitter. So follow me at Writer Johnston, that's uh, W-R-I-T-E-R-J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N, and tweet 
about hashtag no small potatoes. Each tweet where you use both the hashtag and tag me gets you one entry into the contest and the prize is a copy of my book, No Small Potatoes. Second thing that's happening this week and into next week is an opportunity to get clarity on your own book idea. Over the next two weeks, you can cut through the fog during my special two-hour VIP book clarity coaching sessions. To work privately with me is $3.50 an hour, but in celebration of No Small Potatoes Day, I'm offering this special two-hour VIP book clarity session for just $1.97. If you've been thinking about writing your book for ages, now is the time to take action. For more information, just go to bit.ly forward slash no small potatoes 2018, sign up for the mailing list, and then revisit the page often to stay up to date on all No Small Potatoes Day celebrations. I'll be updating the webpage as we celebrate our way through the next three weeks too. So thank you for tuning in today. Have a great and creative day. This is Elizabeth Johnston signing off until next Monday. See you then. 